Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Sorry, what was that, Bob? Okay, Bob, 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 we like what you're doing, but could you um, remember consonants, consonant energy, yeah? We just wanted to, we want people to know what you're singing, okay? And um, let's go. <laughs> I got guitar. <laughs> Right. He sings a bit like uh, he's trying to, uh, he's doing an impersonation of someone who's trying to discredit. Do you know what I mean? It's like, and then she said, and I said, well, you, of course you can't, you know, I'm perfectly reasonable. But then she said, me, 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 me. That's pretty much what he does. Just for the record. Yeah. Not slang enough, Bob. Bob Dylan does that annoying thing where he, you, you, he has a song that you really love. Then he does it live and you don't know what the song is. Yeah. And I don't like that. I think if you like a song, you go to the concert, you bought your ticket, you turn up. You don't want to hear Subterranean Homesick Blues. Um, I think he's just forgotten. His, he also forgets his songs. Is it because he's just bored? He's probably just bored. What, bored of his songs? Yeah, bored of his songs. You must get bored of your songs as a musician, Well, I don't right? think Bob Dylan's like toured extensively. That's the discipline, isn't it? Do you know it? what I mean? Like, I don't think he's no. like... He's not someone who's still on the road all the time, is no. he? No. No, no, certainly not. He did accept his uh, Nobel Prize this week. He did, didn't he? But he, he... Maybe he was trying to accept... Maybe he accepted it from the get-go. Yeah, but they didn't understand. Yeah, Mr. Dillon, would you like to come to Sweden and accept your award? Is that a yes or no? Mr. Dylan, please press one if it's a yes, okay? Yeah, yeah. He apparently he snubbed them, but I think he just doesn't know how to work a phone. <laughs> do you think he just... snubbed them, or do you think he just doesn't care? I think he did. I think he doesn't care. That's cool, isn't it? He's, he's, you know, I mean, he's just probably more. He's probably not too into awards anymore. Yeah, once you've won everything ever. Yeah, yeah. It must be a bit weird. What was it? The Nobel Prize? Nobel Prize for what? For poetry, I think. For poetry. Which is good. It's good that he's finally getting some, some credit. Yeah, yeah, it's good. That, good old Bob. He's, Bob's finally being recognised. Yeah, yeah. The uh, Nearly Man is finally arrived. What's your favourite Bob Dylan song? I like Subterranean Homesick Blues. 
It's a bit of an obvious choice, Tim. Why is that obvious? Well, well sometimes like, you have to go hits. obvious. You sometimes you have to go obvious. Dylan, you don't pick the hits. I'm not trying to get laid here. I'm not trying to have sex with you. I can be obvious. I'm sure, like, when you get asked... If you were, like, on a date, I'm sure if you got asked... Oh, what's your favourite Bob Dylan song? You'd be like, have you heard of... Um, have you heard the acoustic version of Fourth Time Around from have the you heard, um, Sessions? Yeah, have you heard the Purple Gondola from... <laughs> From 1972, it's a song that he didn't actually put out. But... It was one of the blood on the, tr- well, blood on the tracks B sides that he recorded while he was still in the neck brace on a motorbike accident. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know the uh, Subterranean Blues video, Subterranean Homesick Blues video, right? Which is outside. You know, it's outside. He's holding the cards. No. You don't know that video? No, I don't know. No. The music video where he's holding the lyrics. Oh yeah, I know the one. And he's putting. Yeah, the... yeah, yeah, the one. Yeah, that one. Do you know where that was filmed? No. Around the back of the Savoy on the on the South Bank. Oh, really? Yeah, in just an alleyway. In an alleyway. And no one, you can just walk, you can just go there now. Well, no, I mean, is there a plaque? Because it's the back of, no, no plaque. There's not even a plaque? No plaque. God. But how did he win the award for poetry when you can't understand what he's saying? Because he writes poetry. All oh, right, so he on the page. His lyrics didn't win. He doesn't lift it off the page very easily. Well, he writes poetry as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought, all oh, right, okay. As far as I'm aware, I don't think his lyrics won. Right. I think he's just, I think his poetry books won. Right. I mean, is, I, is it all vowels? His, his poetry? <laughs> he, um, is he he's also a painter. Oh, I see. I went to one of his exhibitions once. Is he any good? Good thing he's also a songwriter. Right. Let's That's put it thing. that way. That's the thing, is when you get good at one thing, you kind of get, you start to get interested in another kind of medium, and then no, because you're so successful at that thing, the music, no one's really going to challenge you. Well, you know, if if Bob Dylan calls and goes, can I put my paintings in your building? Yeah, yeah. You're going to go, wow, that's you go, Bob Dylan. You go, you go fuck yeah. Great idea. Bob Dylan just shows up at a gallery space with a bollard. Anyway, hello, hello, and welcome to the Excitable Boy podcast for Wednesday the 5th, the 5th of Avril. Greetings and salutations. The 5th, les, le 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, Avril 5. 50 avril, mm-hmm. is that how they say it? Yep. They make everything sound better <laughs> don't in know. French, don't they? Yeah. I'm afraid you are fired and you have cancer. Oh, well, thank you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Your father was eaten by a goat, an angry goat. Thank you very much. And here is the bag of his remains. Uh, anyway, welcome to the show, guys. How are you? How has your week been? Is everything good? Is everything... Is er- Are you enjoying the, uh, the spring now mm-hmm. that spring's here? Yeah. Easter's coming. Are you angry at Cadbury's? Or Jesus. Well, why'd you be angry at Jesus? He's well, coming back. Yeah, but he came back, then he went again. When does he go? He, he goes in rose. Easter. He no, goes no, no, and no. comes he, back he in Easter. He gets killed. In Easter. He gets slung up on that old cross there. Yeah, then but that's he, in Easter. Yeah, it's in Easter. And then he comes back. He has a then long he gets, weekend. Then he gets he? put in a cave, and then some people cry a bit, and then the cave, he, he basically moves a ca- boulder to the cave all on his own, like, after being crucified, and then he kind of, he kind of rises into heaven through the sky, just like a... Reverse parachutes up through the through the clouds, and then he comes back to Earth. And then when does he go up? No, he doesn't come back to Earth. He just get, get, comes alive again. And was like, holy shit! Yeah, but then when does we he go back up to heaven? Ki- we thought we killed you, and then he goes on the third day. Again, he ascended into heaven. Yeah, the ascension. Yeah, where he sitteth upon the right hand of God, our Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness uh, of sins, the right. resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Wow, I didn't expect. You to do that. I know. Weird, isn't it? Weird what, what damage from my childhood is <laughs> locked up in there. <laughs> yeah. um, welcome to the show. Uh, hope you're looking forward to your... What What do we call Easter now? That the, the Cadbury's and the National Trust don't call it Easter. What? What do you mean? Well, everyone's freaking out because Cadbury's are calling it like the chocolate egg 
season. Har- it's like a harvest. They're not writing Easter on the... Right. Because Cadbury's are a business and they right. want your money. And they don't care what religion you are. They just want you to buy chocolate eggs. Yeah, but they want it to be a religious. Do you know what I mean? They don't want it to have any... Exactly, as it should be, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, initially, uh, I think all these... I mean, like, for example, Christmas used to be like a harvest festival. I think probably... It's a sp- every, every culture has a kind of changing of the seasons festival, don't they? Well, everyone's spazzing out because the National Trust... Which, come on, who the fuck goes to the National Trust? What do you mean? Like, what, like, what those big country houses? Who goes to... Oh, to visit, like... The National like, Trust have got rid of their yeah. Easter egg hunt. You go walk around a house. Because they want it to be a-religious. With a maze. Yeah, In, so they don't have a... Right. And Theresa May is on the news now, going, Well, uh, not only am I a, a vicar's daughter, but I'm also a member of the National Trust. It's like, you are right. just alienating yourself. Yeah. Even further... Mm. From the British public, Teresa. Yeah. Who, by the way, looks a lot like Danny DeVito as the Penguin in Batman Returns. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I just want to say that. Yeah, she's got that, you know, that air to her. You know, and I'd never sl- I'd never slag off an elected official. No, I wouldn't on principle. She just got the job because they needed some filler. She's the last three tracks of the album. <laughs> Teresa May. Isn't she? I think that's probably... She's political yeah, filler. That's kind of accurate, yeah. isn't it? Because she just got, you know, Cameron... Even if you like her, yeah. she didn't get the job. No, no, Cameron fucked everything. It's the equivalent of the king dying, and then <laughs> the prince becomes king. Yeah, yeah. You know? Right. See you later. David, where are you going? Dave, never mind. See you, see you. Bye, bye. <laughs> You're in charge right, the morning, now. morning of the Brexit vote, just, just chuck the keys to Theresa. I've talked to the cleaners. They're going to make you pack lunch every morning. It's all where fine. See you later. Where's David gone? He's gone to a tax haven. He's on a beach. <laughs> making 20%. <laughs> um, so everyone's spazzing out because the National Trust... I've stopped their Easter egg hunts and, right. and Cadbury's aren't calling it Easter eggs anymore. Great. Austerity is a, a bummer, isn't it? Tradition is the illusion of permanence, my friend. Oh, very good. Thanks. No, no, so Woody just... Allen said that, not me. Right. But it's true. It is true. Here's how it works. A company, right, wants to make money. So they'll do that however they want. So what you don't have it? a fucking right to let your childhood traditions get in the way of a business. If you want to start an Easter egg company and call them Easter eggs, start an Easter egg company. Just see how easy it is for you to get them into every fucking supermarket in the country. What are they calling it? Um, they're calling it... Um, Life eggs. Chocolate, chocolate egg. Chocolate eggs. Very literal. Very literal. Yeah, but chocolate why are eggs. people upset about that? I'm not upset. How Who's th- upset? No one's upset. It's some journalist, is some editor, newspaper editor is coming and go, come on guys, we need to write a story about this. Some junior journalist is going, oh fuck. No man, everyone on Twitter is going to have to do something about, about this. Yeah, yeah, what bloggers? Again, no, just people with a Twitter. Oh yeah. Yeah. Everyone's gripped by this existential crisis that they have to say something about anything at all times. No one gives a shit. No, if you ask the your average person in the street, no one gives a shit. Yeah, that's probably true. I have faith. In, in, in people, in common sense. Really? No. <laughs> All right, so what happened this week? So I want to ask you a question about something that happened to me this week. I got an Uber. Right. The other night. Yeah. And uh, I get in the taxi, and the cab driver immediately just goes, You like, you like to live in London? <laughs> yeah. And I went, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I do. And he went, There's V. Everyone, all the women are very free. Very sexy women. Right. Very free, sexy women. So horny Uber driver. And he just went, you have very young face. How old are you? <laughs> he goes, you have very young. You have a young Somalian face. <laughs> Somalians. And he went, they look very young. Chinese don't. They don't look young. The Chinese don't yeah. look young. Yeah. What? He I was the, Turkish. The Chinese don't look young. In case young. you can't get it from my... That's just an odd thing to say. 
The then, Chinese don't look young. And then I was just like, yeah. And I just I just wanted silence. I just was just like, oh my God, this guy's for yeah. fucking... What do you do when you want silence in a, in a cab? You just go, yeah. It just made me feel bad. I was like, what right. if you're a girl and he's doing this? Like, okay. Do you know what I mean? Like, so it, goes, it must be so horrible to be a woman in an Uber. So the Chinese don't look with young. With that man. The Chinese don't look young. And then what did he say? And then he goes, you like massage? <laughs> No, he didn't. Yeah, honest, on my You're mother's life. Chef. On my mother's went, life. Do you like massage? Do you like massage? Were you sat next to him or in the back? No, I was in the back. Right in the back. And I went... Uh, were you right behind him or were you off to the... Can he see you at the... You know, he could see me in the in the rear view. In the rear yeah. view mirror. So you're not directly behind him? No. You're and at that okay. point, I just was on my phone and I just started going... Oh, yeah, you did the I phone. just started going... <laughs> yeah. You know, just sort yeah. of like... <laughs> Yeah, Don't suggesting that you're connected to a place somewhere else when you're clearly not. And then uh, he went, uh, he was like, are you sing- you're single? They have girlfriend. And I went, <laughs> and he went, I, I, I like single. I like single friends. It's, it's more fun. Very free country. Very sexy country. And I was like, all right, I get it. <laughs> I know where this conversation is going. And then the weirdest bit was he pulled in at my house and had a wedge of watermelon. Right. And just went, you want some watermelon? Oh, my God. Like that. That's his code. And I was like, and I thought about it. Because uh, obviously I wanted some watermelon. Because who doesn't want watermelon? Well, well you said yes to the watermelon. No, but it's a delicious, refreshing snack. So you were torn. Who doesn't want watermelon? So you were torn. Whether it's provided by a creepy, sexed-up, horny stranger, yeah. or on a beach in Malibu, right. watermelon right. is refreshing, right? Right. And this guy's Turkish, right? Yeah. Okay. And I just went, uh, no thanks. No thank you. And he's like, you have a bite of some watermelon. He's fresh. Right. And I was like, this guy's going to murder me. Okay. And then I thought about it and thought, he must want me to bite into this watermelon and have it, like, yeah. drip down my face. Did he bite into it first? Oh, it's on my shirt. Yeah, yeah. Did he bite into it first while holding eye contact with you? <laughs> no. No. What was the pity? And then, so, you actually said yes. Yeah. And you had you took watermelon from this... Um, Stranger. This horny Stranger. Turkish Uber driver. No, of course I didn't. I just got out of the cab four streets before my house. Really? You got out early? Yeah, of course I got out early. You the out guy white. was a fucking weirdo. So he's like, so you you said no to his watermelon. Yeah, I, I rejected the watermelon. Right. Okay, so what's the what's the so what, what I wanted to ask you is right. What's the aside from the the uh, the comedy of that situation? Uh-huh. What's the procedure here? Where do I report the guy for being? Because like, what you don't, you know, I'm a small man, right? Right, but what if you know I felt threatened? What right. If you're just a woman on her own, like. That's not... You can't do that. I mean, there's no way for Uber to legislate, like, the driver's horniness before they give them the job. Right. You can't check someone's libido, can you? No, but, you know, I mean, he obviously didn't have a criminal record. Yeah. In, you know, in this country. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But what do I do here? Do I report the driver and just say he, he asked me if I liked massage and offered me watermelon? Because on paper, he didn't offer that, you a massage though. No, he just no. said, "Do you like massage?" Yeah, he was. He was. Maybe t- he wanted you know, to go to a parlor. He didn't cross the line with you. That's maybe, the thing. Maybe he, he was. Wanted... He was playing a very clever game. He was playing a clever, very game. clever game, very cat and mouse, and he didn't do anything wrong. I opened the window of the taxi, right, just in case I had to escape out the window. Isn't that weird? Out the window. Yeah, because I thought he might lock the doors, like in the bone collector. All oh, right. So and then where, try, where, the, yeah. where the door lock is, he's replaced it with blade, razor blades. The razor yeah. blade, right. That's an interesting touch that the bone collector does in his taxi, isn't it? What, he adds a razor blade? He adds a razor blade where the lock is, so when you try and pull the lock up, it cuts your fingers. Yeah. I mean, that's an unnecessary attention to detail, isn't it? Well, it's kind of a little flourish in the writing. Well, when you're busy collecting bones... Right. And making people... Does he make them eat their bones? I haven't seen the bone collector. And uh, it just seems like... it. First of all, like, buying a taxi when you're a murderer 
you know, that's going to be a hard... Because he has to have a taxi license, doesn't he? Yeah, I suppose. She has to get the license. Mm-hmm. He has to kill the people, collect their bones. Yeah. And on top of that, he's then going, oh, I think I'll just add a little artistic flourish, some nuance to yeah. my cab. You need quite, He yeah. could have just got rid of the locks, but no, he didn't. So the bone collector, when he collected the bones, he was like, great, I've got some bones. Yeah. And then where do you put them? It, uh, well, there are many places to put bones. Like, if you're Ed Gain... What, he didn't kind of keep them at home in a... Like an, in a... No, like Ed Gain, Ed Gain, yeah. the te- who Texas Chainsaw was based on, right. he, when the police raided his house... And this is completely true. They found a coffee table made of shin bones. Right. They found uh, a rocking chair made of, like, tibulas and fibulas. Right. And they found a belt. This is true. They found a belt made of nipples. Right. If you can believe that. Well, he got creative with it. Yeah, see? I mean, you know. Also, never killed anyone. I mean, he killed his brother, but whatever. His brother was, you know... What do you mean he never killed anyone? Where did he get the bones from? He never killed anyone. He dug up bodies. He used to dug up, dig dead bodies up, skin them, wear so, them. What the, what's wrong with that? It's upcycling. Exactly. He upcycled corpses. Yeah. Well, he's a... He's why, a why? I feel like he was really not done justice in Texas Chainsaw. He's a pioneer. He never hurt anyone. Yeah. He, do you know what? He, this is true as well. Ed Gain was the village babysitter. Right. So when the police raided his house, uh-huh. everyone was like, oh, that's just Ed. He's just, he comes around our house and looks after our kids. He's totally, totally fine. And they raided his house and found... He's not fine. No, not far from it. <laughs> ah, far from it! Your babysitter's... Um, but yeah. Yeah, he's not, he's not cool. That's that how you collect bones. The, <laughs> bo- the, the bone collector, rubbish at collecting bones. Right. He just stuck him in storage. Yeah. He just had Denzel... And also, he, he was collect, trying to collect Denzel Washington's well, bones. Well, do you know how... And Denzel yeah. Washington was paralysed in right. the movie. So it's an easy target. Well, do, do, do you know how, you know, when you own things, they end up owning you? Do you think you ever got weighed down by the bones? That he had him his stories, and he had to hire out new stories, and then he just eventually he just wanted, you know, he wanted put them out. on Gumtree. He put them on Gumtree. Craigslist. Yeah, yeah. I think he had a hard time the bone collector. That's why he's so angry. If you had to get rid of a body, Tim, what would you do? I think we've talked about this before. I'd uh, drive it up to Scotland, uh, put heavy chains and weights around it, drop it, row out into the middle of a lock, like a big, you know, the big lakes, the big locks, like Loch Lomond, Loch Ness. Boom, show it over, sinks to the bottom, no one knows. No one knows. Those th- those babies are so deep, just, it'll just all the way to the bottom. You'd get caught before you got there, though. No, no, I'll, I'll be all right. Why? Well, you're, you're very hopeful No, no, I'll just, about I'll, all these things. I'd wrap it up in a... I'd wrap... I'd say it's you, because it's bounty. I mean, <laughs> so I'd wrap you up in a... Why have you killed me, firstly? Well, I What think, did I do? Well, you probably just... Blizzled me for the last time, the last time. And I uh, wrapped you up in a, well, I, I don't know, killed you, choked you out. Then uh, wrap you up in a, in, a, in a rug, drive you up, you know, like a Jeep, like a, like a Cherokee kind of, kind of vehicle. And then, you know, boom, out into the middle, down, then get some Eccles cakes. Put, the put, local, my, a, a put a two P in that machine that flattens it into the shape of yeah. the, the town that you're in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah have some fudge. Yeah. And then and then some come back, rock. Yeah, and then come back down. And then everyone will come up to me, have you had from Josh? No, I don't, don't know. Last time I saw him, he was being a prick. A real prick. Yeah, but the car would have my <laughs> DNA all over it. No, I'd wash it down. I'll crush it. I'll go, go to a compactus or something. Just get, you know, like like the mafia. Get it compacted on a container ship. It's I mean, bad. if you really wanted to kill two birds with one stone, you could just drive the car into the lock. No, no, that's lazy. 
That's why lazy. it would weigh you'd itself to, down. No, because you'd have to really get out in the middle. No, I'll just compact it. Anyway, speaking of um, uh, sort of conspiracies as such, the uh, this week the FBI finally dropped the DB Cooper case. Do you know the story? No. Well, you mentioned it briefly before, but I don't really know. So the the story of DB Cooper is a guy who uh, got on an airplane and hijacked it with and took two hundred. This is back in the day when airplanes. I don't fully understand why airplanes had cash on them. Right. Four ransoms? Because isn't that sort of tempting fate a little bit? <laughs> really? Did they have Do cash you know, on isn't them for ransoms? Weird? They didn't have cash on them for ransoms. Like if you, it's kind of tempting fate. It's like going around someone's house and they've got like a fire ladder, you know? Right. Now what's that for? Well, just in case there's a fire. I feel like you're tempting fate somewhat. Right, right. You know? You, well, you, they seriously had money on planes for ransoms. Well, yeah, I think so. And then basically pre-9-11, the rules of um, aviation hostage situations was always give the terrorists what they want. Right. There was always the rules. It was always like, yeah, just comply, fly to where they want to fly to, give them the jewellery. Because they used to sell nice jewellery on airplanes as well. Yeah. Remember that? And, um, <laughs> yeah, remember that? Remember that? The, the golden day. <laughs> the golden days. The golden era. Before 9-11. Yeah. Where you could actually pick up a brooch. Pan Am, BOAC. <laughs> like a, a gem flecked. VC-10. Creation. DC-10. Yeah. Um, yeah, and uh, he got on the plane. So this is, I'm reading off of what happened, what he did. He right. ordered a drink. Bourbon and soda. Uh, while the flight was waiting to take off, at 3pm he handed the stewardess a note indicating that he had a bomb in his briefcase and wanted her to sit with him. The stunned stewardess did as she was told. Opened a cheap attache. Attache? Yep. Opened a cheap attache case. Cooper showed her a glimpse of a mass of wires and red coloured sticks. Which, to be honest, yeah, might, yeah, yeah. probably not a bomb. Yeah, mainly for show. Just some Play-Doh yeah. and some pipe cleaner. Yeah, he just watched some, um, like... Walt Disney cartoons. And demanded that she write down what he told her. Soon, she was walking a new note to the captain of the plane that demanded four parachutes and $200,000 in $20 bills. When the flight landed in Seattle, the hijacker exchanged the flight's 36 passengers for the money and parachutes. Cooper kept several crew members and the plane took off again, ordered to set a course for Mexico City. Mexico. Mexico. Somewhere between Seattle and Reno, a little after 8pm, the hijacker did the incredible. Right. He finished his airline meal. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> he jumped out the back yeah. of the plane with a parachute. By the way, airline meals get a bad rep. They're pretty fucking delicious. They're, they're good nowadays. Do you know why airline food sucks? Because altitude kills your it taste It decreases buds. your taste buds by yeah, 33, by a third. By th- were you about to give, give me a third in 30.3.3333? Recurring. Recurring. Right. He did the impossible. Right. He jumped out the back of the plane with a parachute and the ransom money. The pilots landed safely, but Cooper disappeared into the night, and his ultimate fate remains a mystery. The FBI pursued hundreds of leads. No body or parachute was ever found, but in 1980, a boy digging near the Columbia River... See, that wouldn't happen nowadays, would it? Kids don't really dig anymore. What are you talking about? Like, they don't just go out digging, do they? No, because you've got smartphones. Uh, A boy digging near the Columbia River found three bundles of $20 bills whose serial numbers matched the money Cooper demanded. And the FBI dropped the case this week, uh, saying that they... um uh, there's urgent. There's more urgent cases that need attention rather than trying to find this guy that went missing like f- nearly 50 years ago. He got away with it. Yeah, got away with he it. He got away with it. Scott. So there's a lesson there. Scott clean. Is so that the, an expression? Scott free. Scott the, free. The moral of the story is, you know, if you're going to do something, do it really well and do it cool, and people eventually will give up. And this new company called 
See, I'm, I'm unsure as to whether these guys are legit, because the name of their company is Citizen Sleuths. Right. I've taken on the case. They've taken on the case, which Citizen Sleuths sounds to me like four guys in mum's basement. Yeah, 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 yeah. With a magnifying glass. They're kind of slightly overweight. Yeah, and a, and a WikiLeaks membership. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? With a, with a poster of Julian Assange on the... Oh, on the on the wall, and they have um, uh, they've been investigating, and basically the fabric. So they he left a tie clip on his seat before he jumped out the plane, right? Right. And there was some fabric on the on the shirt that was or the tie. Yeah, some tie fabric was on the tie clip, right? And there was a lot of I can't remember what the metal was, but basically because there was a lot of metal on this fabric, they reckon that he must have been an airplane engineer. Ah. So they've cracked this case wide open. Right. So the FBI have dropped it. Right. And said he must have been someone who knew that flight route. He must have been someone that worked in airplanes because of the amount of metal in his tie. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. And also, because of that specific type of metal, they were developing. I guess in 71, it would, would, uh, wouldn't have been. Must have been the Concorde if it was if maybe if it was Seattle. Yeah. Because they they developed the Concorde over there and they were one of the comp like the the competition the Lockheed. Yeah. They're uh, doing their own one. Yeah, the one that didn't quite work. Yeah. Because the wings folded out. <laughs> <laughs> they said that he must have been like working on one of these airplanes. So they've like narrowed it down to like basically like twenty guys. Really. Yeah. Interesting. But then can't you just find out which one went missing? Yeah, exactly. Did any of your crew uh, just vanish or die? Yeah. In a mysterious circumstance in 1971. Then boom, you got your yeah, guy. Barry. Barry, Barry. Yeah, and then you've got it. You pin it on Barry. Barry Pebble. Pin it on Barry. Yeah. Anyway, letters? Should we do the letters? Yeah. Should we do, is that enough? Yeah, sure. Is that enough? I think that's enough. Sh- stupid things to that's know about? I think so. Uh, that's it. We'll be back in a minute. We're going to check, uh, see if we have any adverts right here. And we're back. I wonder what product that was. I bet it was something that you should probably buy. I bet it was something our listeners could afford. Yeah, you should contact like a house or a car. the company and say, all the, all, and say, hey, yeah. we listened to the Excitement Boy podcast and as a result bought your thing. An S-Class BMW. So that we get more money. Yeah. Uh, anyway, every week you can write to the show, ebp at excitableboypodcast.co.uk. Um, any problem that you might be having, maybe it's a, uh, maybe it's a work problem like... <laughs> 
work with a guy called Michael He works in the cubicle opposite you You've noticed he has a secret stash of biscuits He uses them as social leverage He goes, do you want to come see? Have a biscuit? 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 Everyone says, oh thanks Mike You're such a nice guy He goes, yeah, I love biscuits Although my wife says I should eat less of them Because I'm a bit overweight So one day you steal his biscuits from him You're partly curious to see how his self-esteem will cope and he goes to his drawer to find his biscuits they're his favorite the jammy dodgers and he sees they're not there and he loses his shit he goes who the fuck did this seriously guys <laughs> seriously it's not a joke you put your hand up you go it was me I ate all your fucking biscuits, Mike. What you gonna do about that? And because you've done this in front of the entire office and some people are tittering with... with, with and I, I, I find it amusing. He starts to lose his shit. He goes, right, you. Outside. And you go outside and he bonks you in the nose right in to the show. Breaks your nose. That was it, he breaks your nose. Breaks your nose. Over, over some fucking hobnobs. Over, yeah. What are those stupid biscuits that have sugar on them and raisins in the middle? And they're like, they're like kind of next to the hobnobs. You know, they're like sort of flower, not flower shaped, but they're ridged around the edge. Yeah. Like that. And they've got like a bit of sugar on top and they're quite chewy. They've got raisins in, in them. Yeah, I think they're called shit biscuit. <laughs> what's the worst biscuit? Right. Just. What like, I, what's the worst biscuit? I know the best one. What's the best one? Pink, pink wafer. Fuck off. I love a pink wafer. No, you don't. No one likes a pink wafer. Everyone loves a pink wafer. Do you know what? what? When I was a kid, my auntie worked in an old people's home. And when my mum had work, I would, my aunt would, after school, I'd go and have to sit with my aunt in the old people's home until my mum finished work, right? Right. And uh, there was this woman there that, like, I I still feel quite bad about this, right? (laughs) This little old lady, and she was so old. Right. She was like... You know, like when you get really old and everything sags. Yeah, yeah. Like it's like God is trying to get you back underground because right, he starts yeah. pulling gravity, yeah, gravity starts pulling you back yeah. under the ground. Yeah, yeah. This this cute little old lady, right, with a see-through skin. <laughs> right. She used to give me pink wafers every day after school. What right? a nice, what a nice woman. What a nice, exactly. What a beautiful gesture from an elderly woman. Yeah. And I'd like to add, right, in Essex, right, yeah, yeah. in Essex we were, and she was a white lady. Right. Giving pink wafers to a little brown kid. Like, you'd expect someone like that to be a little bit racist. Right. Totally lovely. Yep. Totally sweethearted woman, right? She loved giving you the pink wafers. And I was so freaked out by her oldness that I used to think I'd catch something if I ate them, so I put them in the bin every week. (laughs) That's awful. But did you like the taste of them? I just thought that she was so old that if I ate them, I'd get old. That's like sort of like a contagious. Well, I think um, yeah, that's kind of cute. A, con- a contagious Benjamin Button. Right. Okay. You know. Right. I was like, she is so fucking old, and if I eat this, maybe I'll catch her old. You'll catch old. I'll catch. A, right. I'll catch a bad case of the old. You can't catch a yeah. You go ma- majorly old. Yeah. Well, what a sad story. She's dead now. Anyway, okay. or maybe it's a relationship <laughs> problem. Like, oh yeah, you like working out. You like working out so much, you've joined a gym One of those special gyms, it's lovely But the only problem is your new boyfriend called Toby Toby Toby, Toby, Toby Who keeps ruining films as well (laughs) He 
wants to come to the gym with you, come to the gym with you, come to the gym with you, and you go, oh, I'm not sure about that, I don't want you to see you see me working out. But he comes anyway, and he makes a point of jogging behind you. He goes to the weights arena, and he's never out of your line of sight. Keeps looking at you while he's doing his reps. He keeps looking at you while he's doing his reps. He keeps looking at you while he's doing his reps, and it's putting you off doing your reps. And then the personal trainer comes over to you, and Toby is a bit jealous. He comes over to the personal trainer. He goes, "Don't worry, mate. I've got this." He goes, "Seriously, seriously, don't don't pay attention to him. I really want to know how to do this exercise properly." And Toby goes, well, "What the fuck? What? I can show you how to do that properly. I've been going to the gym for the last twenty years. Like, I'm a gym person." I thought we'd been over this. I'm a gym bunny. I'm a gym guy. I'm a gym guy. I used to do personal training. That fell through because there's self-employment. And my real name is James, which yeah. is Jim. I had to get sure. a regular job. I tried a few. I dabbled in, in graphic design, but now I work in an office. And, and, but I used to work in a gym. And right into the show. <laughs> Maybe it's a sex problem, like. You can't get it up. That's it. <laughs> All right. First letter. Erotic novel. Right. Dear EBP. I was cleaning my son's room the other day when I found a lot of notepads and notebooks books of erotic stories. Lots of them involve already known superheroes and cartoon characters. They're really well-written stories, and although I don't agree with the content, I'd like to encourage my son to keep writing. But I'm worried that if he knows I read them, he will be upset. He's a very shy and introverted boy. He's a very shy and introverted boy, and this is the first hobby of his I've ever really known about. What should I do? What would you have done if you were a boy and your parents confronted you slash tried to encourage your writing? What what's it, is it, what's he what's he writing? Erotic fan fiction from the sounds of it. About superheroes. So like basically like uh, it was Wonder Woman's day off, right? She goes to Whole Foods. She's che- she's queuing up for some cashews and she notices the check is Adam's apple is right. somewhat bountiful and protruding from his deliciously skinny neck. Right. They go home together he offers to carry her back is a and then basically like word. Wonder Woman gets fucked basically she gets, she hops on a D the invisible D she gets <laughs> is that a new superhero who's made up the invisible no, she had an invisible jet <laughs> the invisible D she had an invisible jet that's a superpower she had an invisible jet yeah Superwoman had an invisible jet do you not know that isn't it like Wonder Woman oh sorry Wonder Woman had an invisible jet right she had an invisible They're really which close. is kind of shit yeah. compared to Superwoman who could fly right do you know what I mean Right. Like, Wonder Woman's got to pay the upkeep. Yeah, she's... <laughs> on a yeah. jet that you can't see. She's got to take it down to the uh, to the mechanics of the hangar. Everyone's yeah. like, where, where's... Well, it seems to be the problem. I don't know. Where's your jet? Yeah. Where's your jet? Oh, it's invisible. You have to do it all by touch. Yeah. The mechanics are like, oh, fuck you. Anyway, so he's writing erotic fan fiction, and right. his mum's found the books, well, and, I, she, and yeah. she, but she's, she wants to encourage her son's writing. My, my advice, in all seriousness, would be don't fucking mention it. Yeah, no, there's no way... You can. Hey, Sam, I read your story about how uh, all the Smurfs fucked yeah, each yeah, other. Yeah, yeah, I read a story about how Batman pounded Robin on the bonnet of the Batmobile. And, and may I say, I, I applauded the slow build of tension throughout the story <laughs> yeah. that culminated in the, in the violent sex. I love how the butler Alfred watching in the background represented <laughs> a, a metaphor of the downfall of Western civilization yeah. and the fact that Uncle Tom is always watching everything we do. Yeah, but the only problem is I kept hearing Michael Caine's voice. <laughs> As he, as, as, as he masturbated, as he masturbated on a stool, watching. Mastermind, I will not stand by. Will you? Stick your dick. Oh my god! Well, yeah, you can't mention it. 
and can't mention going Batman, near that. Batman wearing only his utility belt. No, that's not flattering. When the Incredible Hulk got angry, it wasn't just his muscles that got big. Right. You know? I imagine the Hulk, though, like, because he's kind of roided up, I, I imagine that he's kind of, you know, gone the other way with his genitalia. Oh, you think he's got a small dog? Yeah, absolutely. Why do you think he's so angry? Do you know what I would do is maybe buy him some stuff that will encourage it? Like a laptop. Right. If it's all in notepads. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's a good idea. Like yeah. a laptop or a... You know, some more notepads, some pens, yeah. stuff that's going to encourage him to write, where you're not specifically saying, I read your story, The Avengers Ass Emble. <laughs> yeah. And I have to say, I think it was uh, very fluid. And, very, uh, yeah, it, was, uh, it, was, it showed elegance in the prose. Yeah. The, the third act with uh, Tony Stark showing everyone his bony Stark was uh, yeah. very cleverly done. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, don't go near it. But yeah, do that. Do do the roundabout thing and just kind of buy him a laptop. Yeah. All right. Next letter. But just buy him a laptop. Just buy him a laptop. Or just some pens if you don't can't afford a laptop. And also do the you know do the thing that you know parents have done generation on generation. Just pretend it isn't happening. <laughs> All right. Next letter. Yeah. Having the relationship conversation, Josh and Tim. Love the show. You've been good enough to answer two emails of mine over the years and gave really sound and amusing advice. Blah, 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 blah. So I wonder if you have a... Basically, the way dating is nowadays, as far as I can tell, it's necessary to have a proper sit-down conversation at some stage to establish what you're doing. Whether or not you're actually boyfriend, girlfriend, or boyfriend, boyfriend, girlfriend, girlfriend, whatever your thing is, or just seeing each other. My question is, what's a normal timescale to have this conversation? Obviously, all relationships and situations are different, but if you had to speculate on an average... it's a question there. If you had to speculate on an average... Right. Time period. I'm currently seeing a girl, and I'm in a situation of wanting to have the conversation, but worried about doing it too soon and potentially ruining whatever it is we do have. Any thoughts? I only met her for the first time 17 days ago, so that makes me think it might be too early. But then we have been out together nine times in that period, so maybe she feels the same. Also, as if this email wasn't long enough already, any thoughts on how to broach the subject? Sent from Outlook. (laughs) Right, okay. Um, I would sit that person down and just say, look, I love being with you. Why don't we just be with each other and not stick our bits in anyone else? Right. Say it exactly like that. Uh, yeah, I think it's useful, like, you can say it in a non-creepy way. I want my <laughs> genitalia to be exclusively no, yours. You can just say, listen, I really like you, I want to go out with you, and I don't want us to see anyone else. That's how I feel at the moment, but if you feel different, that's cool, but this is how I feel right now. But I'm not going to... I've spoken to your parents. I'm not, I'm not cool with you seeing other people. I spoke to your mum, she's fine with it. Your dad says I need to make a better living, but for yeah. now... We are exclusive. I think people respond to it quite well because this is kind of like one foot out the door kind of um, disposition now where you get, everyone's kind of got to have something else going on somewhere else. But if you just kind of went, listen, I'm all in, you know. Have you doiked, let's go. Have you doiked each other yet? Well, yeah, I mean, you'd have to maybe... Have you exchanged doik marks? If you're doiked, if you've doiked, yeah. Mm. Doinked. Doik. I like doik. Right. If you've doiked, yeah. then, uh, you know, also... Doik is like the Jewish well, I mean, doik. you know, not to assume, you know, some people like to wait, you know, in relationships till they're married, which is stupid. Yeah, Christians. Well, not just Christians. Isn't there other religions that don't have sex till they're married? Yeah, loads. 
Isn't that weird? It's not. It's like not test driving a vehicle before you drive it forever. Right. You know, it's kind of odd, isn't it? Eh, do you want to do the most fundamental, basic human thing? Right. That's the reason that we all have managed to exist for this long. Yeah. And is also, you know, one of the fundamental like joys of life. Probably best not to, you know, make the other person feel analogous with a car. What do you when, mean? When you say, I haven't test driven you yet. Well, it's true. Well, you wouldn't go to a restaurant and order everything on the menu, would well, you? Well, the car's going to start. It's not like you're not going to, the car's not going to start. But you should drive many cars to figure out which car you love the most which and want to yeah. sit in every day. And then fuck that car for <laughs> <laughs> the rest of your natural life. I'm not comparing lovers to cars. In fact, I am. Yes, you that's are. Exactly that's what exactly what I'm you're doing. I'm not comparing women to cars. No, you're I'm comparing, comparing people, people to cars, to cars yeah, yeah, yeah. and relationships you are, to you cars. You are, you are comparing people to cars. Which is absolutely fine. Which is fine. What's wrong with that? Because it's equally yeah. stupid. Exactly. Yeah. You know? You have to try things before you, before you decide that Buy you things. want to do it forever. Yeah. yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, I think, you know... Imagine that if you've never had sex and then you do it after you've got married and you've waited like 30 years. That must be the most insane shag. Yeah. It's every, every emotion is that shag. Amazing, disappointing, embarrassing. Right. Clueless. Right. Feeling like it's, you know, like complete ecstasy and also utter sadness. Yeah. It must be a weird moment. If anyone listening to the show is one of those people, can you just write in and tell us about it? Right. Someone who didn't, who only doiked on their wedding night for the first time ever. Right. I, I went to university with... I lived with a girl who was way... She had a long-term boyfriend. And, like, they weren't... They believed they wouldn't... They didn't have sex. They were Christians. And they were going to have sex when they got married. But he would come every, like, every second weekend he would come to stay. And I just remember... I always got her name wrong as well. She was called Linda. And I kept calling her Laura. <laughs> it's terrible when you, when you live with someone and you keep getting their name wrong. They tend to find you... Um, Awful. Awful. Yeah. And anyway, but he kept coming. I could just tell he was kind of a bit frustrated, but he was kind of all in. It was weird. She had loads of... Uh, she's one of those girls who had loads of teddy bears. Do you know? Yeah. So it was kind of this kind of... I just thought, just get, just fuck. And then you'd get rid of the teddy bears. Yeah. You wouldn't be a child anymore. You just get rid of the teddy, be- <laughs> teddy bears. Did they? Did they get married? I think they got married. I have a friend who is a Christian. Eventually. And he'd never had sex with anyone. Met his fiance. Got engaged very quickly, got married, and I swear to God, no one's seen him since. Oh, really? Yeah, it's literally like he's just been like in a rabbit hole. Right. Just doiking. Right. Since he got married. <laughs> it's really weird. It's like he's in, he's at home going, how did no one tell me the wrong? This yeah. is amazing! And yeah, he's yeah. just not leaving the house. He's not, I'm not leaving. Anyway, um, <laughs> my advice would be uh, just sit them down and say, look, I like you. And... Uh, you know, we have a good time together. Why don't we have more of a good time together by not having a good time with anyone else? Right. Do you disagree with that? No, I think that's sound advice. Um, last letter. Dear EBP, every day my work colleague gets this salad with a disgusting fucking garlic dressing that stinks out of the office. I hate the dressing, and worst, of, and most of all, I hate him. <laughs> and that... And yeah. the dressing makes it worse. Right. I sit there and watch him eat the stinky salad while he watches motorbike race videos on YouTube. And I get the urge to shove his head in the drawer and repeatedly slam it shut. But for now, how do I tell him to stop with the garlic dressing? Sounds like you have to give him a dressing down. Oy. I think you should... Uh, you just say it, don't you? Just go, listen, that really smells. 
take take the dressing somewhere else, please. Every five minutes, I would put a fresh crouton in your mouth and just stand behind him and eat it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's yeah. what I do. Just say, look, look, you know, that dressing, I don't know if you know this, because you're so self-centered and don't think about anyone else, footnote. Uh, just don't drink it, don't eat it in the, the office. It smells. It smells, you're stinky, stinky mouth. Naughty, naughty, stinky person. I was doing a play once and I brought fish and chips backstage. Um, and apparently, and, and unacceptable. The, 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 That's sa- unacceptable. the stage manager um, had a go at me for it and was like, but she also said, there's a tradition <laughs> in, in theatre that you don't eat fish and chips backstage. And I thought about it and I thought, That's bullshit. You just don't want stinky food backstage. Yeah, but that's why did you do that? That's such well, an it was asshole a, it a, thing to well, do. It was a mistake. I didn't do it every day. I just brought it back because you do a matinee show. Then you, you'd have to rush out, get some food, bring it back, and then you do the evening Yeah, show. but fish and chips as well. That food, like, it has like, also, an oily air it to was it. A big, it makes everyone's it wasn't face a small, it was feel a big, oily. Well, the thing is, it was a big theatre, and it was like, I went straight to my dressing room, uh, but it, the smell carried, clearly. And then the stage of course manager, it did. The stage manager knocked on the door and went, do, do, are you aware that you're not very important to the, in, the, in the hierarchy of this show? <laughs> <laughs> don't eat that stupid fucking food no one gives a shit about what your feelings it's not being a dick and I, and I didn't eat stinky food since from that point Ugh, it's well it was a mistake it's an honest mistake but the, yeah the but key, it's an honest mistake when you're was, not thinking about yeah, anyone yeah, no, but yourself yeah, yeah but like everyone does that you do that everyone does that the key I've is I've never like, eaten stinky food you, you've done stuff where you haven't thought about other people of course you have you just probably haven't realised it because you still haven't thought about it and so you, you're just in this situation like, I, someone confronted... This is the lesson, right? Someone said, don't do it. They laid out the reasons why. And I went, oh, that's they're very good reasons. And I didn't do it again. So with this guy, you should do the same. Just go, like, don't let the resentment build up. Otherwise, it's going to come out in a really weird, over-the-top compensatory way where you're, like, really sharp and weird with him. Just go, listen, about the dressing, it's really smelly. Do you mind not eating it in the office? Because it's smelly. And if he tries to argue with you, you just have rationality on your side. I and mean- then you all just kill him. Um, yeah, what Tim said. Yeah. Just say, look. Stop it. Stop it. That's it. For the, are we done? Yeah, I think we're done. That's it for the show. That's another Excitable Boy podcast brought yeah. to you by us for your ears for nothing. Yeah. So please leave a review on iTunes or uh, or uh, a star, some stars. Yeah. Only five. Yeah. If you don't want to leave five, don't bother. Don't, just don't bother. And uh, walk, walk away. <laughs> uh, we'll see you next week for more nothing. And uh, thank you for listening. Here's some music. Sorry, sorry, what was that, Bob? Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.